Thank you for joining us at uh, Beer Fish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. This episode is brought to you by Kelowna Brewing Company. If you live in Eastern Iowa, make sure to swing by Kelowna Brewing Company's tap room. Amazing food and amazing craft beer. If you live in Central Iowa or in the Midwest, swing by your local supermarket and see if they carry the Kelowna Brewing Company line of beer. And also, swing by your local restaurants, local bars. See if they have Kelowna Brewing Companies on tap. If not, make sure you guys request it. You, I kid you not, you won't regret that. Other than that, enjoy this episode, guys. Kit. Yep, already. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Granny with Mop Pop Fishing. We got Kit with the Fishing Kit YouTube channel. And today we actually have a special guest, Mr. Scott Monroe, uh, owner of Jurassic Plastics, joining us today. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm good, guys. How are you guys? Not too bad, not too bad. Quick shout out to our sponsor, Kelowna Brewing Company. I'm drinking the uh, Bold Town Brown Ale again today. Uh, it's still kind of chilly. I mean, the weather's kind of messing with us. It was warm, cold, warm, cold, and shit's got warm again. So I'm drinking a little dark beer. What you got, Kit? Uh, I got a dark beer myself. I got Kelowna's Startup Stout, the coffee stout. Nice. And speaking of warm and cold, I put away my ice fishing stuff last week because we had a few days in a row it was what 60s 50s 60s like all right i brought out my convertible drove it around and now it's supposed to be like two degrees for the low on friday yeah it's crazy man it's just like we literally had a week of 60s man so our ice kind of went to shit but is what it is but uh scott what are you drinking man we were, we were just talking a little bit uh, i know you grabbed the beer is it a i think i know what it is but is it a local local beer there being from I'm from Wisconsin, we went spotted cow. It's kind of like the thing to do up here. They make better ones at New Glarus, but uh, today it's this one. That's nice. that's kind of the famous one. Yeah, it's the one everybody knows. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Cheers, 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 brother. Um, I was just talking to Scott uh, right before we jumped on. I am hitting up to Wisconsin with the, the family for a family trip. So uh, I don't know where Spotted Cow is. Uh, is it near Madison at all? Because I'm I'm hitting New Madison. Glarus about thirty minutes south. Not far. Okay, might have to, might have to make a little road trip with the kids right there. I mean, they've been to a lot of breweries, so I might, I might just drag them along. I haven't been there since Corona, but before Corona, they had self-guided tours. Really cool place, worth checking out. There you go, okay, man. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell my wife, see, sell her on that. It's, a, it's an amazing tour. Got to take the her and it's the fun. kids. But um, so, other, just so everybody knows, Scott, Scott's actually up there in Wisconsin. Uh, he is the uh, you're, you're the owner, right, uh, of Jurassic Plastics and everything. Uh, if you don't mind, can you introduce yourself a little bit and you know your business and, and what what you're all about in regards to that? Sure, sure. Um, so, born and raised in Iowa, first and foremost, so I can relate with a lot of what you guys talk about. Southeast Iowa, little town called Sigourney. You ever heard of that one? Yeah. One with the infamous Lake Belvedere. Uh, but no, I live in central Wisconsin now. Uh, own a small bait company called Drastic Plastics. Started making baits commercially about three or three years ago, three or four years ago. And if you're asking people who bought them or the IRS. Um, <laughs> and it just kind of, it's kind of really taken off. It's, it's, a, it's been a journey. 
um, you know, competing with the big companies for shelf space and that kind of stuff. But coronavirus actually gave people like me a big chance to really grow because you couldn't get the normal product. And, and we kind of capitalized on that in the last two years, I'd say we've really kind of taken off. So, so like the, well, I first started seeing your stuff through Spencer. I remember him dropping your name a few times and he was using mm -hmm. some of your swim baits. And then it was a local, local hero, Corey Weaver. <laughs> I, I saw him, he was starting to use your stuff through the ice. And I know that you and him work together. Your, yes. your plastics are infused with JB's fish sauce. Um, yes. How long has that been going on? Was that since the beginning or is that a recent thing? No, I had, I actually worked with JB's before Corey purchased the, the product. Ah. Uh, I worked, I worked with JB himself. Um, they were nice enough or I should say just open to letting me develop my own scent. So I have a proprietary scent with them. And, uh, if you look at my packaging, you'll see his logo on it. That's kind of part of the deal, right? I use his stuff. I give him promotion. Works out great. But uh, no, Corey's been a great asset to what we do. Uh, we do change scent from open water to ice baits. But uh, the ice baits just just a nice, nothing crazy. But I do have my own open water scent through Corey. So, yeah. Okay. So people that have been watching my ice fishing videos, I've been using drastic plastics like all winter. And I've been doing pretty good. I've never really was into the the plastics thing until this season. Scott actually hit me up. He's like, "Hey man, want to send you some plastics? Try them out." And I've been I've been a believer ever since. I I haven't bought any wax worms, uh, spikes. I usually buy spikes every season, like like a big tub. This year I haven't bought anything. Well, other than minnows, but minnows are a little different story. Are you like me? Every time the first time out. From last year you find spikes in your coat from the year before yeah or sometimes yeah. they're moth sometimes they're kind of yeah flies yeah. or they're all yeah. black things uh, yeah. <laughs> black beans that's exactly do that for quite a while myself <laughs> so, uh what's so, so uh, i you know I, i'm glad you mentioned that. so what's the biggest um difference between plastic companies I, I you know obviously like you said you know with COVID and everything it, it, it gave an opportunity for entrepreneurs a lot of small businesses to really grow and thrive uh but what would you say is like the biggest difference between specific you know plastic companies here and there so just you know because it's overwhelming for the normal the average <laughs> fisherman and you know what what 90 percent of the fishermen are you know average fishermen who goes to the store uh whether it's local bait shop or big you know box stores they just see a bunch of plastics what sure. what distinguish you know you from anybody else or anybody else from anybody else you know in a sense so the materials are all the same we all use the same type of, it's a liquid plastic, you get it, it comes, it looks like milk. And when you heat it up, it turns to a clear gel and then it turns back to a clear liquid. Um, what you do with it from there is what kind of separates you from everybody else. If you and I were to have a conversation and we had some great idea about something we wanted to do, I could walk out to my shop and I could have it out the door in like 30 minutes. Hmm. We could try it, test it. I mean, we have to cure up, but we have a product made. Whereas a lot of the big companies, they don't make the baits themselves anymore. They outsource a lot of that OEM manufacturing and whatnot. So for them to make changes on the fly is very tough. Mm. Um, I think to being smaller and having more ideas and trying different things and just messing with it and different uh, hardness of plastic, 
I, I messed around, or I'm still messing around. I may get it figured out one of these days. But like a Nico rig, you know what Nico rig is? Yes. So instead of having the nail weight, I've been trying to get the weight in the plastic itself. Mm-hmm. And I'm successful at that, but every time a fish bites it, it bites off right there. So I'm trying to figure out how to work around that, but but just having fun with it and trying different things. And who knows, you get that new color that nobody else has had before, and it's the hot color, and the word gets out, and it just grows. You know what R&D stands for in the fishing world, don't you? Well, I know what it stands for in the business world, but what does it stand for in the business? We say rip off and duplicate. If it works well, <laughs> somebody's going to take it and run with it. There you go. <laughs> Is there a, a certain color or a pattern that you were like, man, I am really surprised that this color or what pattern's really taken off? Most of what I do, or a lot of what I do, is in the bass world, mm-hmm. and I'm still amazed at how much green pumpkin we sell, or green pumpkin variants, or green pumpkin laminate. Is just is so much of the, the bass fishing market. It's crazy. Weird. I knew that. I knew that going into it, but I didn't realize how much of the market it was green pumpkin you're right though i see that i'm like does that shit really work because because we're not typically fishing game myself we're not huge bass guys all right yeah, that's a dirty word right yeah. <laughs> but spencer, you know what spencer gives me a hard time all the time too don't worry <laughs> there you go but um you know I, i'm open to it I, i've been slowly getting into it trying to get a little sure. bit better here and there obviously sure. um but you know you know how that goes you know green carp right kit <laughs> <laughs> hey. So I I fished walleye really heavy for a long time and did a lot of pulling the boards, pulling rigs, pulling cranks, all that stuff. And uh, I had a friend who kind of got me into a bass tournament, and that just kind of scratched that competitive itch, and it's been all downhill since then. So that's why I made the switch. But uh, <laughs> we do a lot of stuff for walleyes. Uh, we do a lot of stuff for northern. We do musky, eight inch hand poured, great big swim baits. Um, I know guys, Spencer chases catfish with him. Great big swim baits. And he told me what he was doing with them. I was like, there's no way. But he swears by it. So uh, we do some stuff for saltwater. We do uh, some panfish. We're pretty versatile. But I would say the majority of the baits we sell still go to bass fishing. Okay. So, mm-hmm. And we're always developing new things, working on new things. So. Yeah, um, I'm going to hop back to the um, to the ice the ice baits. Uh, so sure. I'm a big fan of the flukes. Okay. And my favorite out uh, out of all the ones that I've tried is those ice flukes, man. Sure. I'm a big fan. <laughs> They're like my favorite. So all that is, is I have a five inch fluke that we use for like bass and walleye too. The guy that cuts my molds, I just had him shrink it down to three quarters of an inch. The exact same bait, no changes, just shrink it. And you don't see a lot like that out there. So no, it, no, it, no. I was gonna say there isn't. There isn't, I can't think of anybody else that makes little flukes. Right. You see the wedges a lot. That'd probably be the closest thing to it, but I haven't seen a lot of little flukes out there. You're right. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of them. <laughs> I've seen you catch a few fish on them. Yeah. And you haven't even seen them all yet. I got, I got some kayak stuff coming up. Um, Cause what was it in December? I was going out and I was catching I was catching crappies, uh, maybe some wipers, some white bass. Haven't posted those videos yet because we're coming up on ice season. I was like, does anybody want to watch kayaking videos in January? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I've still got a lot to learn about the YouTube game. I'm never getting into it, but it's interesting to hear you guys about how you have videos 
in the hopper ready to go, right? And how you save video so the fish read a change. And at least that's always the like in the back of our minds. It doesn't always pan out that way, but it's great if you plan ahead and then try to like, okay, open water is coming up. I got some open water videos in the in the <laughs> bank, and people are getting excited. Same same with the ice fishing. I'm fortunate for this next upcoming season. I got like eight videos ready to go. Once people start getting itchy, mm -hmm. that's when I'm going to start dropping them. See, Scott, that's the, uh, coming from a man who doesn't have four daughters like right, myself, right. trying to work full time, you know, take care of all these damn kids, run a YouTube channel, run a podcast, all that shit. Yeah. So I don't have shit down the pipeline. Yep. So whenever, <laughs> everybody sees whenever I release a video on my pop fishing, that's about a week or two ways ago at best. And you Perfect. know what? And sometimes I get to edit it just like I was talking about before we jumped out talking to Ken. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm I literally am just editing whatever video for this coming up week. And you know what? If time uh, allows it to happen, that's just the way it goes. But, um, you know, it's fun. I, I, I do love it. I think it's uh, entertaining for my kids. My kids really love it. They, they, they enjoy doing the YouTube thing. And it's it's, it's kind of cool. I think it's I think it's the future. I, I still don't think. Like we were talking, I don't think YouTube fishing is hasn't reached a pinnacle. It's going to keep blowing up. I really believe it. From a bait maker's perspective, YouTube is the new pro staff. Yeah. Period. I mean, I still have pro staffers too, but I'm really looking at the YouTube side of things just as heavy as I am the pro staff side of things. Yeah, I, I wanted to jump on you with that because uh, perfect because I you're right. I mean, social media. I mean, as it's is a double edged sword. People love it. People hate it. It's it's. There's pros and cons, obviously, but mm -hmm. I think as a business owner, uh, social media, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, it's marketing for for business owners. It's for, and then if you can find um, someone like Fishing Kit who can catch fish, you know, it, it would <laughs> ain't nobody gonna give me shit. I ain't gonna lie, man. Everybody's like, man, that mouth. Mofo can't catch shit, you know what the hell are we going to give him? You here, I will give you baits, I promise. <laughs> there, you, there you go. But, uh, you know what I mean? But I, I, I think um, with social media the way it is, it, it's, it's, it's a great platform. YouTube is a great platform for small businesses. It gives you guys an opportunity to challenge with the big boys. And I think it, you can put your footprint on there if you can find, you know, find somebody who can build on. And then on top of that, I think it gives you guys an opportunity to really get your voice out there. It, the thing that I would say too about it is find people when they're up and coming. If you're trying to get after the, the Guggen bait guys of the world, you're, you're, they're never going to give you the time of day. Yeah. And there's no relationship there. Find somebody like you, find somebody like Kit and form that relationship, get to know them and, and, and grow with them. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I think if somebody who does what I does hit somebody that was at the top level, they wouldn't be able to keep up with the sales anyway. <laughs> right. You want to, you want to grow in stages. So I think that's my plan anyway, is, is to find, you know, I work with four or five guys that are Spencer. We talked about Spencer, but the top and then down through there and, and, and growing. And, and I really enjoy the conversations we have. I enjoy, you know, the, the best high in the bait making world is catching the first fish on something you made. Mm. Okay. The second best high is watching somebody else catch some a fish on something you made. And, and I get to do that through Facebook or YouTube all the time. I'm sorry. And watching people do that for their videos. So I really enjoy that. It's, it's, it's a relationship business. Yeah. No, I, you know, when, when I think we, we started this podcast almost, I think two years ago now about kit, we're, we're coming up on that almost two years now. Uh, 
I never realized, like you're saying, that the amount of people we meet and talk to in the industry, um, it's really kind of cool to see how everybody's, you know, most are all down to earth. There, there's nobody who's like a prick <laughs> or, or a DB. I mean, I've, I've right. never really ran into that. I, I'll be honest. Right. I mean, the the worst people I've ever ran into is like nothing. Don't, I mean, you watch, so you read social media, whatever they post, maybe negative comments. That's about the worst that yeah. I've ever ran into, at least in the fishing industry. I don't know, right. you know, um, and, and I think it's just going to keep growing. I think it's going to, it's always, I think obviously with COVID, obviously with everything kind of going on with the world in a sense, well, shit, I ain't going to be driving much with the gas prices as much either. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You might as well just go fishing. I don't know. I filled up the other day. It was 120 or something like that. So Jeez. <laughs> oh, the, that's nothing. The boat runs on premium. That's going to really hurt. And it's got a 60 gallon tank. All right, Scott, oh, you need man. to get a kayak. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would fall out of that pretty quickly. I'm about, about guarantee it. See, I was thinking, I, I told myself last year, I was like, man, I'm going to get a boat next year. And now this year, looking at gas, like maybe I'll wait till next year. I mean, assuming things get better. I don't know. The kayak, the kayak's looking like a better and better uh, deal. <laughs> Very true, man. Because, yeah, I, I was thinking of getting a boat too, but then, you know, I, I got vetoed on that. So I got a tandem kayak. So um, be able to take the kids on that one and, and fish nice. it. Fish at the same time, so we'll see how I do this year. I don't know. I'm I'm a little uh a little nervous, man. I don't know how how the tandem's gonna work. How much extra pedaling my fat ass can pedal an extra person on there? I don't know. We'll find out. So do the kids put in good hours, or are they short term fishermen? Um, I would say ice fishing. They they put in a longer time ice fishing than open water for sure. Uh, I, I think ice fishing, it just uh, it keeps their attention span a little bit more. Um, you know, just being inside of a hub or flip over something, it's just it's a, a little bit exciting for them. They're on top of water. Uh, open water, uh, the shore fishing, if, I, if they don't catch anything within 10, 15 minutes, done. Uh, I haven't taken them on the boat yet so they, or, or on the kayak yet. On the boat, they sure. loved it too. I took them on the boat last year a couple times, but, uh, my two oldest, they loved mm-hmm. it. They they prefer that than fishing. <laughs> they just wanted to ride the boat, sure. but on the kayak, I think they'll enjoy it. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm going to film it, so I'm going to record it. So we'll see how they do. And uh, if they can catch a fish off the kayak, that'd be kind of cool too. So I, I think I'm super excited for them to do that, though. We'll see. I got I got two little boys, and, and I'm just waiting for them to catch the fire. But so far, they just haven't haven't shown any interest. You don't want to force them, right? No. So they got every opportunity in the world to fish with any bait they want. About any time they want, and uh, not yet. I, I, hey, I got four girls, and who would have thought? Sure. But you know, my third, my third uh, oldest, she's just not. She, it's just not her thing, and yeah. she, she just doesn't want to. She goes, no, nope, I don't want to fish. I just don't want to go. And I'm like, okay. But my two oldest, they tend to like it. They like being outdoors, so I'm like, cool. Um, but most of the time, when I, I go out with them. I just try to focus only on them. I try not to fish. I mean, it's not like I'm going to catch anything anyways. But I try to focus on them to help them catch sure. fish and enjoy it man yep i i have no uh input (laughs) on this (laughs) it's like it's all about kit when i'm fishing right when i go fishing i just fish (laughs) exactly (laughs) but that's why we lived i lived through you man that's why i lived through kit man i i i I watch his videos or i text him hey man or i I just look through his pictures that he sends me and just like yeah i could (laughs) have been me you know it's all good i could have been with you you know i just lived through him (laughs) yeah Totally get it. 
All right, let's let's talk fishing uh, a little sure. bit. So, what what are you fishing for right now? I know you said you guys still have ice, so I'm guessing yep. you guys are still ice fishing. What are you fishing yeah. for? So last weekend, um, I had a little get together up in Sturgeon Bay, and we actually were fishing for whitefish in a hundred foot of water. Wow! With three and a half inch flukes and paddle tails and uh, Ned rigs in a hundred foot of water. It was a blast. Um, we had 11 of us there and we limited out right away on Saturday. Um, there was a couple of YouTubers there with us. You'll see some footage of it coming up probably. Um, you can check the Facebook page. There's already a couple of things leaked out on there, but that was a lot of fun. And, uh, other than that, I haven't fished walleye as much of the ice the last couple of years, but I used to do a lot of that. A lot of crappie, a lot of bluegill. Um, my kids love to eat fish, not necessarily <laughs> catch them. So, so we got to keep the freezer full. So a lot of, a lot of pan fish and I like to do it anywhere from in Wisconsin, you can do a little bit of everything. We have spots where you can sight fish right down the hole mm -hmm. and we have spots where you catch them in 30 foot of water. So it's, it's really diversified up here, which I like a lot. So, but mainly pan fish. Well, you know what, <clears throat> for sure next year, we got to get up there, Kit. Um, I, I don't know if you're still going to go up there in March time because we, we didn't get a chance. We really wanted to. We wanted to catch the whitefish. We, you know, obviously we never caught one. So we, we were sure. thinking about it. We were planning on it, but, you know, scheduling and then obviously weather, mother nature, you know, if it helps out or not, whatnot. But um, I definitely want to get up there, man. And then, yeah. you know, definitely get that, the whitefish. And then we just had the, you know, the DNRs on. We were at the Midwest uh, Fish and Wildlife con con Conference and everything. And we had a guy who was from Wisconsin. He was talking. So, he was talking what was he talking about kid he was talking about the uh the sturgeon spearing right is that yes. okay Lake system yes yeah can, can you go we didn't get a chance to really go into you know sure. pick his mind we only had like 10 minutes with him but can you explain to uh, our listeners and us a little bit what that <laughs> entails and all that stuff because that shit is kind of cool to me i didn't we, we don't get to do that stuff so that, i mean sure so for a lot of people in in that fishery uh, it's a good excuse to go out and sit in the ice and drink beer for a couple of days. Uh, <laughs> I would I would equate it to sitting in a deer stand waiting for a monster buck to walk by. Mm. You may not see something for two or three days. Cool. But but what they do is they go out, and I've never done it, so I'll take it with a grain of salt. Hmm. You go out there, you cut like a four-by-eight hole in the ice. You put your little shack flips right over it. It's a permanent, semi-permanent shack. They trailer them out there. And then a lot of guys take like um, siding, house siding, and they make a big X and they float that down to the bottom or sink that down to the bottom. So if something swims over it, they can see it easier because they have the contrast. Um, and then they have uh, hand carved lures, which I don't know uh, that sturgeons stur don't eat fish, so I don't get it. But... The decoys, right? Yeah, the yeah, decoys. decoys, right. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. And then a spear and uh you know i've seen some videos from it um uh the hunting public they're an iowa group you ever watch them on youtube they come up here and do it once in a while hmm. but uh it's it's a very low success rate uh. <laughs> it, it for some people it's just a social exercise right you just go up there drink beer and hang out but yeah, it's like the, a, a tradition thing for a yes, lot of people too yes yes if you've never fished winnebago though and they're having a great year for perch by the way Phenomenal year for uh, Drive trucks all around out there when the ice is good. And this year has been great. 
there's big bridges over the heaves and all kinds of stuff. But the problem after steering experience, you have to mark your hole clearly because yeah. the vehicle pretty much fits in it, especially a four wheeler. <laughs> so if you don't get good ice after that, you have all these open holes out there. And, and it's a river system. They they stay they uh, stationary to spawn. Um, and if you ever get up here, mm, really April, those sturgeon will come up in the rivers and, the, and one by me especially, and they spawn right up on shore. So they great big old sturgeon just rolling up on their eyes. It's really cool to go see. Wow. So it's fun. That's that's interesting. Yeah, we don't have anything like that. So that's <laughs> why so I was like, man, that was so cool. He, he was talking to us and we were a couple beers. Yeah. And I'm like, what? You spear yep. sturgeon? That's crazy. Yep. That's great dope. big old pitchfork looking thing. That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, I've, yep. I've seen I've seen videos and and uh, I'm in a whole bunch of um, fishing groups on Facebook. Um, I've always kind of known about it, but I'd never really like, huh? It's like spearing fish. That's kind of right. crazy, right? <laughs> and some I of think, them get to be huge. I yeah, mean, I think I saw one. Some some guy speared like a seven foot one or something. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. Have you ever eaten sturgeon? I have not. <laughs> Come on, what? You live in Wisconsin? I know. I do, I do. <laughs> I've never speared one. I've never tried. Is um, that something most... you'd, you'd want to do? No, probably not. If you're going to give me <laughs> two, or three days, two or three days to fish, I'm going to go fish where I can move around, do different things, catch fish. Um, most of the sturgeon I've caught in my life have been accidental. Uh -huh. I should say snag. Usually I catch them walleye fishing below a dam or something like that. That's okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And you need to buy a tag to harvest them too, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The one thing about Wisconsin that, that's different though is they have a license for everything. Like you can buy one license and it's all on there. You're fishing, you're hunting, you're trapping, mm -hmm. your otter tag, your wolf tag, your deer tags, your turkey tags. It's, it's one and it's very affordable, I think. Mm -hmm. So if, if you if you're in the outdoors in Wisconsin, it's it's a great value. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. How, I mean, right now we're, uh, what are we, in March now? How many, I guess you can say, how much longer would you guys have ice before open water season for you? How far north are you willing to go? I uh, would say May, if you get up to the, the top of Wisconsin, for sure. Oh, for um, I was in uh, La Crosse today. I saw a guy drive his truck across Lake Onalaska. <laughs> oh, cow. Okay. <laughs> so I don't think I'd do that personally, but I watched him yeah. go all the way across. So. Wow. What about for your area? Mm -hmm. um, we've got some friends getting together this weekend, and right now it looks like we still have about 12 to 15. Okay. Um, the top two or three inches are pretty soft, but like you're saying, it's supposed to be a single digit here the next couple of nights, and that'll firm it right back up. So yeah. okay. I think we'll have fishable ice probably till early April, Jeez. late March, early April. So. Gotcha. So, so as a uh, plastic company, as a, you know, uh, Jurassic Plastics, mm -hmm. Are you looking forward to open water, or do you kind of like ice fishing? I mean, because I, I don't know where, where your demographics in regards sure. to that is, you know, where you're getting the majority of the business. But for you, in your case, I mean, what what are you looking forward to? What 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 excites you the most, I guess you can say? Is it ice fishing, open water, or does it matter? Oh, but the change is always exciting, right? Because you start yeah. doing different things. You start making different things. We, we still open water lures, open water lures to Florida, Texas, Alabama, all your own. Well, what up here, like my local bait shops, that's a, a whole switchover. So I go out and I have to send out all the, you know, they have to change out all this ice stuff, put all the open water stuff out and 
it's a busy time of year for us. Um, I should probably be more prepared than I am right now, but I'm working <laughs> on it. Because some, some years in Wisconsin, it's uh, late March, and some years in Wisconsin, it's late April, so they really get going on that. So, so fishing-wise, what are you looking forward to for open water? <laughs> so I am president of our local bass club, and we run two tournaments in April. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting past those because I do all the entries, the DNR permits, getting all the emails back and forth, running the actual tournament. And then and then once we get past those, the club's good and we're, we're good to go. And, and I look forward just to getting out and, and fishing. Uh, this year, um, I'm fishing less competitively than I have in the past. I'm just doing more fun fishing, smaller lakes, um, different species. Although I always think of a bass rod because it's what I know. <laughs> Uh, but, but I'm trying to get the kids more into like at least the bluegill side of things, the crappie side of things, the perch side of things and trying to get them into it. And, uh, I just like being on the water. It's like my happy place. It's quiet. Feel like thinking right. done. Yeah. So I just look forward to being in the boat. And, uh, if I can yeah. afford to drive it around. Yep. <laughs> it's only going to get worse guys. I'm sorry. Think. Uh, no, no worries. I understand. <laughs> it's what it is, man. Uh, so, you know, um, when you first started Drastic Plastics, I mean, what did you, what was your goals? What was you, because, you know, sometimes <laughs> I, I'm guessing you started like, you know what, I'm just going to make my own shit lure so I don't have to buy it anymore. And, I, I you know, because I've always wondered, like, somebody who started creating your own lures and, and then you become, you know, obviously bigger than whatever the case may be. But when you first started, what was your first intention and what was your first goals? What was going through your mind when you were first starting? It was a hobby. I bought one injection mold uh-huh. where you heat the plastic up with an injector, you inject it in the mold. And I bought one open pour mold where you pour it right out of like a Pyrex cup. And I decided really quickly that I wasn't good at open pour. Now, later on, I came back to it. But so I had one mold and I still have it today. In fact, we still produce that mold. I just have a whole bunch of it now. And it's just a jig trailer. I like the fish with the jig. I love the pitch jigs up in the brush and the cover. That's my favorite way to fish. So I wanted to be able to control the colors, the different aspects of that. And just that'd be fun to make my own. And uh, one mold turned into two, turned into 10, turned into 50, turned into, I think we got 300 and some now. Jeez. So, so it, well, and when you want to make it from a hobby to a business, the one thing that I would tell somebody that is looking at doing this cavity count rules everything. You see guys who try to sell baits with one mold that makes four baits. And so they have to shoot it twice to make a pack of eight, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make a hundred in a run. So when I pull that injector out, we shoot all those up. I have a hundred baits ready to go right then and there. That's, it's all about quantity. So that's, that's what I would tell somebody who wants to do the business side of it. It's quantity ca- or cavity count over everything else. No. Is that so just it, for plastics or any fishing lure? I've only dabbled in the plastics. The guy I fish tournaments with makes all our lead, makes all our jigs, makes all our weights, all that kind of stuff. And he's, he's not as high capacity. And I know that he struggles with that. Okay. So, yeah. I would say if, you, if you're looking to make quantity, if you're looking to sell it, you got to go make a lot of it quickly. So Makes otherwise, sense. tough to do. It, so. It's hard to sell stuff if you don't have enough of exactly. something. Exactly. <laughs> or you get an order for 
ten thousand baits, and if you got two molds that make ten a piece, you might be there a minute, right? So <laughs> it's just being prepared. So when did you decide that you're like, all right, I'm doing this full board? What, 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 what? I guess you can say what well, there, there had to have been a moment like, all right, sure. shit, I got to focus. This is it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going full board. This is it. Drastic plastic, <sighs> baby, or 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 nothing. You know. I I put a, an auction on like a a fishing Facebook site, and it was just some jig trailers. They were black with blue tips, and and that they looked pretty good. And I think I ended up getting almost two dollars a trailer for them. We don't get that now, <laughs> but, but I was like, Whoa. And then I did it again and I got like 40 cents a trailer for the next one. So it really fluctuated, but, but I found that, that people liked what I was doing and there was a market for it. A lot of my friends were shopping in my garage, either while I was here or behind my back and my life would let them in. But, <laughs> but, uh, so my friends were fishing it. I was fishing it. And, and to be honest, I had a hard time getting confident in my own stuff. I think people outside of me were more confident than I was just because I made it. I can't be that good at this, right? It doesn't really work. So, but once you get confidence in it and, and people are asking about it and just kind of evolved and I started to sell a few and that's when I learned that not so many different baits, fewer baits, more cavities of that bait. So you can make more of it. That's where the, that lesson was a hard one. You know, when I started, it was, hey, can you do a custom color of this one bag and a custom color of that one bag? If you ask me that today, the answer is no. <laughs> you want a custom color, we're going to run a bunch of it, or we're not going to do it. Yeah. So it's all about being set up and doing the, the quantity of it. So, yeah. Makes sense. But it, it just evolved. I, I never really had that light bulb moment, I guess. Yeah. Just, we made a couple, and we made a couple more, and people bought them, and I'm like, okay, maybe. Hmm. And then... You know, we started the wholesale side of it a couple of years ago. That's when it really boom. You, you get yeah, you get in the bait shops and people start, you know, doing that. And now oh, I still get a smile every time I see my sticker on somebody's truck that I have no idea who it is. You know, that's always a, that's always a win for me. Right, right. So, so what are you know? Where do you go from here? Like, what what's the next? I guess milestone that you want to hit. Sure. So the things we're working on right now. Um working on a collaboration bait where it's going to be promoted by a specific individual um, and we're going to bring that bait out together um, that's in the process uh, the big one for me right now like which you'll see soon is printed bags so when i started we just made stickers got the nice laminated bags but we just stuck a sticker on the front of it well two problems one it doesn't look near as nice as the big guys and two, with that sticker on the front, you can't see what the hell's in the back. So, <laughs> and that's been a problem since day one. And I know it's been a problem since day one. I love going to the bait shop and all my bags are hung backwards. So um, the new bags uh, are being printed right now. They will be much more professional and they'll have an open spot in the front where you can see what's actually in it, skew on the back, all that fun stuff. So that's the next big step. Um, as I get the bigger and bigger companies that's more of a requirement i think it just helps you get your foot in the door faster so right because i know you're in shields in in uh your area too aren't you i'm in shields in your area i'm in cedar falls oh cedar falls yeah so that might I be work... close is that closer to you is that closer to us probably about a horse apiece <laughs> i worked i and i had the in there i worked for shields all through college 
So uh, I, went school, I went to school at UNI. So okay. I, some of my old friends still work there, and they got me in. But that's growing very nicely. Um, but we had, we work some bigger outfits, and and really enjoying it. And you know, it's a lot easier to ship 400 bags to one person than to ship 400 bags one bag at a time to 400 people. So I'm really enjoying the wholesale side of it. Mm. Just, if nothing else for that fact so. yeah all right so are you are you have you broken into central iowa yet not really okay i, I had an opportunity back home in sigourney and i haven't really capitalized on that but okay because um when i started using those uh those uh ice baits people have been hitting me up like hey can i get this <laughs> Like our local bait shops, Johnston Bait Tackles. Hey, can I get these at Johnston? I was like, yep. no, you got to hit up Scott. Just send him which, a message. Which they have. There you very, go. very, very, very uh, good amount of them have, believe it or not. Use your name, too. So That's cool. That's cool. There you Most go. of them are even said good things about you. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> that stupid fishing kit. Yeah, Give me that whatever the shit you gave him. These. Yep, yep, I need some help. <laughs> Yeah. So. Don't worry, man. Scott, after after this podcast, you're gonna get like one more. <laughs> Maybe. It's growth. Yeah. It's growth. It's growth. Yeah, we we're all speaking because remember we're the we're the scuffed up podcast. We're I the, like that. The greatest underground fishing podcast ever. <laughs> I can handle that. We're underground on baits too. Yeah, there you Still go. A long ways to go to be mainstream. Trust me, it's more of a regional <laughs> thing. What do you? But. What do you think they um the industry? Because you know what, like you were saying, I was saying, I was like, there's so many um I see up and comer new plastic companies and everything. Do you do you still see a a, um, a demand for for the growth that you're seeing, or do you see a lot of people just kind of seeing the hype and then they're gonna fall away? So great question. With everything that went on with coronavirus, everybody being at home, a lot of people went fishing, right? Mm-hmm. And then you went to the bait shop and you couldn't get insert big name here. I don't want to blast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. You I couldn't know. get you couldn't get the, the brand names, and, mm-hmm. and I think they made a lot of opportunities. Now with gas coming up, with people going back to work, it's going to be interesting to see what the next two years or next year, the upcoming year holds. Like I, I run those tournaments, like you were saying. I can tell you right now, looking from last year to this year, entries are down at this point. In the year, and I think that's going to be because a more people are back to work, and b the price to fish. If, you, if you're going to get in the hotel, fill in the boat with gas, fill in the truck with gas, it's it's just getting to be a very expensive endeavor. So it's going to be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. We sure. actually pull a, we actually pull a camper now. So when we go to a tournament. My wife brings the camper. I bring the boat, and talk about a lot of gas. Wow. <laughs> but, we'll I mean, hotels stay, though. I mean, it just kind of You can buy a lot of hotels for the cost of a camper. Very true. I know. Cause hey. Trust me. I, I'm, I'm, I've been looking a lot. I'm like, <laughs> holy crap, man. That's the second mortgage. I'm like, man, I don't know, honey. I keep – because the kids, they love – my kids love camping. And I'm just like, sure. you're right. Looking at the prices of those – freaking rvs and then now like you're saying you can have to get a new truck and with gas prices i'm like oh i don't know man it's gonna be so is the is the rv off the table grandy it's never off (laughs) nothing is ever off the table with me you know that man i never say never i I, i'm just saying it might be delayed at the moment okay you have the 48 hour rule what's what's a 48 hour rule 
my wife and I have a 48 hour rule. If you buy something that they don't see it for 48 hours, when they ask you how long you've had it, we just say, oh, for a while. <laughs> you got to get past that first 40 hour hump and then you're clear. I like that. <laughs> 48 hour rule. I'm going to have yep. to incorporate that. But the only <laughs> thing is she she tends to see on the uh, the camera at home if the delivery oh, sure. of the packages. <laughs> She's going to be like, yeah. what what'd you order now, fool? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, can't, I can only hide so much. <laughs> Understood. Well, if you get a boat, you store it at my house for a few days new, new and then take it home. <laughs> right, right. What? Well, I, I, you know what? I The boat will happen one of these days, but I, th I think with the kayak, I think, um, I really think that's going to be the, it's going to, I think this year, okay, with gas prices, I, you guys, we're saying this right now, with the gas prices and everything kit, I'm, I shit you not, kayaks are going to fly off the market, it's going to be, your kayak is going to go increase in value as a used kayak for sure. Um, I'm telling you, just with the gas mm -hmm. price, everybody's going to realize, you know what, I'd rather kayak fat, uh, fish because I can be on top of the water and then I might as well get a pedal kayak like, you know, us, and you can still go further and still do the same shit. I guarantee it. I, I think kayak fishing is going to, I think this year, kayak fishing is going to go skyrocket. I really believe it. I think ever since uh, COVID, actually, yeah. kayaks, uh, kayaks have been hard to find. I, I think anything outdoors period has, has gone up obviously with COVID, but I think, I think you're right. And I think with gas prices though, it's just going to make it even go for So shit, man, we we're, we're onto something. Maybe we should just do like kayak podcasts all the time, man, or something. kayak fishing it's videos. It's a natural progression to a boat, right? If you can't just make the leap, it's a step. So very true. I, I've done some things with the Iowa kayak. Anglers. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, that's, I, a, yeah. that's a big group. It, it is. is. It's it huge. is. That's huge. It's huge. Yeah. We should, we should, I don't know why. I mean, I, well, we're like, I guess we're done a ground podcast, but yeah, we, we've never had one of them or the organizers on. We, we probably should probably. I don't you, know. I don't know if, may, if they've heard our, this year. if they heard our vast comments, I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. True. Touche. You're right on that. We, we might get a little scorn on that, man. They might be like, man, we hate those guys that stupid podcast they hate bass fishing we're all fishermen uh, well the way spencer put it was perfect bass fishing is like alabama they're the top they're number one it's easy to hate them yep but everybody that's you know and you know everybody that's from alabama they're all in you know 100 percent so you know what that's a good analogy when it you're is. when you're on the top everyone's gunning for you I, I wonder if catfishing nah catfishing would never get up there <laughs> <laughs> where i grew up that's what everybody did yeah and i mean everybody you go out of the river skunk river and yeah yeah I would, so i i don't know if i'm uh breaking any secrets or anything so so you're talking about spencer uh, catfishing with plastics i mean can mm -hmm. you can can you um detail anything at any secrets at all or can you say i have it? never seen them come okay. out on a video yet so i'm gonna keep them under wraps for now okay okay but they're I, big i'll tell you that they're not what you think they are i was very very impressed when he when we put that together the very first that's how i met spencer he, he contacted me about some hand poured stuff and through Corey, and uh yeah so, so. plastics and catfish i would have never thought that's why i'm always i uh he's got a video out there where he catches a few on plastics yeah. flatheads will hit swim baits mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
it's something I need to, uh, to explore this summer. But if, if you ask him really nice, maybe I'll help you out too. <laughs> if you get permission from him to make what I made for him for you, then maybe. All right, I'll I'll uh, put a bucket <laughs> in here. Yeah. So, uh, you got a plastic for a uh, big catfish? <laughs> All right, that's it. We're getting him back on the podcast, Kit. We're, wink, we're getting... wink, wink, wink. Yep. We'll, we'll get him back on, and then we'll be like, "We're not recording, dude. Don't worry. You can tell us what what right. what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> we'll have to ask him about that." <laughs> I can tell you that he hasn't done it recently because of water level. So you get a bunch of rain, you'll see it. Okay. I mean, hopefully, speaking of water levels, man, I don't know what it's like in your area, but, man, these last couple of years. Not as bad as you guys have it, but it's not great. Mm. We don't have a lot of snow on the ground right now, which which that worries me. Um, the, the lakes that are... Some of the lakes that are really close to me here are all impoundments or flowages. And uh, if we don't have the runoff, it makes it tough. Yeah. we When we did that podcast um, with South Dakota's um, DNR guy, and he was just exactly he, – he said this exact same thing. He's like, dude, not enough snow. I think he, he already said it's going to be a rough year this year. And water level is going to be extremely low because unless we get – all of a sudden he said unless you get like two feet of snow – most likely, they're going to be really low in regards to water in South Dakota. You guys ever go out there fishing? Uh, I think we went once, right, Kit? Yeah, we we well, I were you there? Did you go a couple years ago? I don't no, know. No, I don't think you were there. No, I don't think I did go. I, I'm not sure, but I know I know you guys. My bro, my brother in laws, they go there, and I think they went to go meet my brother in laws and stuff up there. I forgot where I was at, but yeah, they they go to South Dakota quite. Every year or every other year or so to ice fish. If you go yeah, to the northeast, northeast corner of South Dakota, they've had so much water over the last couple of decades. They have lakes that are just new. Hmm. Like they, they cover roads and Jeez. like in the middle of farm pond or middle of fields that just formed. And it's been some of the, you know, a new lake is, right? All the nutrients are there. And yep. we went out there. It's been probably 10 or 12 years ago, but some of the best perch fishing I ever did. They, they had blue perch stock. They had, it was just crazy. I highly recommend it. Blue perch? Blue perch. What's blue Look perch? I don't know. I'm, I'm... It looks like a perch, but it's blue. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I had no idea. Okay. Oh. I just learned something new. Yeah, there blue you go. Perch. Interesting. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, when, when I went, it was we were in the Black Hills area. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, what's that big lake at, out there? Pactola, that area. Um, one thing that surprised me was how many of those damn fish got worms out there? <laughs> oh, really? I didn't run into that. Yeah. Didn't have that problem. So, it's yeah. funny because I'm thinking, okay, I'm from Iowa. We got the freaking dankest of dank water. <laughs> we go out there, water's all clear. I'm like, why do all these fish have freaking worms? Uh, we had like a pile of perch, cut them open. They were like, I would, they were white, so it wasn't. Like how you see bluegills, they have the black pepper looking things. Yep, even, yep. even perch have that too. But yep. instead of black, there were the, like these white little worms. We pulled one out, it started moving. Like, Move oh. around. Yep, yep. yep. I can't. I like. I know we killed it, but I, I can't eat this fish. <laughs> so I, I'm no fish biologist. You had them on all the last three days, but from what my understanding, those come from snails. Mm, so if really? that lake has a high snail concentration. That has nothing to do with the water clarity or anything like that. It's got to do with the snails. From what I've been told. 
right. I, I still hear this story uh, from them and my brother-in-laws and our friends from Colorado. They're just like, you know, one of our friends, Mr. Yang, he was on our podcast. He's like, eh, it's just, it's, it's just, don't worry about it. You, you fry it up, you cook it, you can still eat it. So then, like he was just saying, they, they cut it up and then it started moving. And then you yep. could, they said, you could see in his face, he's like, yeah, I'm not eating that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've, I've picked one out or two out, but you open it up as a bunch in there. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. One or two here and there is fine. But you, you if cut it's... It out, it's not in there anymore. It's gone. Yeah. But yeah. The pepper mites don't bother me. Those little black spots talking about those don't. Yeah, no big deal. And, and yeah, just so uh, I don't know if our audience have seen those, those black pepper things you guys are talking about because it freaked me out once because there there's a body of water near here. I was like, what? Because I cut it, you know, I was filleting, and then my wife looked at it, and she's just like, the heck with all these black speckles. And then I looked at it, I was like, uh, it kind of freaked me out. And I before I even did anything more beyond that, I googled it, I went through all the the whole whatever, and looked it up, and. It's fine. It's I believe it's a, it's a I don't know if it's a parasite or whatever it is, but I think if, as long as you cook it, you know, thoroughly, it's fine. It does, yeah, it doesn't affect you or and anything like that. It's cyclical. It goes through like certain years will have it, and you won't see it for a while. And that, and that particular body of water will have it really hard again for whatever reason. Yeah, so. and, and I believe it's from um, birds, like yes. the birds poop, I guess, oh, or, or too. Or something like that, yeah, and and then that's it, it transfers to the the panfish. Usually, you see it in the bluegills and the the the, the crappies, and that's how they get it. Because I looked into it, and I was like, "Can I eat this?" And then, like I said, as long as you cook it thoroughly, those little black, like you said, it looked like black peppers. There, you're well, safe. from a bait perspective, I should make them with more black specks on them. That's what I'm oh. for certain bodies of water. That's how it works, right? What do I try differently? So instead of green pumpkin, it's uh. <laughs> Black yeah, worm parasites. Parasite, pepper mite, pepper, yeah. pepper mite green, right. pepper mite bluegill. Oh, actually, that, that reminds me. What was there ever a time or a, a, a lure or color or whatever that you were gonna, dude? This is gonna be fire. This is gonna sell off the wall. This is gonna catch every fish in known to man. All of a sudden, didn't sell. Doesn't catch shit. Lots of times. What would you say is like the one that you 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 were like you were so one hundred percent you're one hundred percent this is this is it this is the uh, the bait that or the color or whatever that's gonna take me to the promised land. Colors are are come and go. That's easy. The problem with color is you'll make something that somebody thinks is fire, mm-hmm. and you forget to write it down, and then try and replicate it again. And for the life of you, you can't. Oh, I've got a big spreadsheet now. We write everything down. <laughs> <laughs> but bait wise, you know, you're, you're talking about a lot more investment because the molds aren't cheap. They're all CNC cut molds. Um, I think the worst I ever got into one was about eight hundred dollars, thousand dollars, something like that in molds, mm-hmm. and realized it wasn't going to sell. Ooh. And and you get some of your money back when you sell the mold, but you don't get it all back. So <laughs> you know, lesson learned. You know, do some testing. Mm-hmm. Find the find the kits and grandies of the world, send some out for, for fun, try it out and <laughs> get your info back. And, and I got a little group and we, we we're pretty tight and you'll see the stuff I'm working on in that group and you get random packages from me in the mail in that group. And, uh, I don't just throw it out there thinking I'm going to spend a bunch of money. This is going to work great. We, we test everything now. So lesson learned. Good. It was a jig trailer too. It was like a, Long bait, skinny little tail that flared out at the end. It, it's hard to 
to explain it without showing it, but I thought it would work really well, and evidently I thought wrong. (laughs) Could be expensive, an expensive (laughs) endeavor, I guess, in Mm -hmm. a way, but, you know. That's part of that's part of the uh, the learning process of business. Yes, absolutely. There you go, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anything else for Scott Kit? Um, so if uh, one of our audience wants to get a hold of you or they want to buy some of your plastics, where can sure. they go to do that? So the joke is, I sell baits in spite of myself sometimes. Um, <laughs> if if you're just looking to to get baits for yourself, you know. I'm happy to hook you up with a local bait shop or, or you can get up on Facebook or drasticplastics at gmail.com. Um, I do have a website. It is not up to date. It is not. It's on the list. It's going to be fixed <laughs> soon. So, so please don't hold me to that. Um, we're really working on that right now behind the scenes and uh, have a plan for that too. But right now, just hit me up. on If you, if you follow Drastic Plastics on Facebook um, and you want to know more about what I do, one of the ways I really grew the business, I did a lot of live bait making, and I still do it occasionally, where I go live on Facebook and I'll make baits for an hour or two. And uh, I'll answer questions. I won't show you everything, but I'll show you a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, I get a lot of people who are trying to get into the hobby and stuff that want to know how to do this and how to do that. And I'm happy to answer those questions there. Um, and I post a lot of what I've got made recently on there. And uh, if I'm trying new things and you want to try something that's, one off the wall that's a good place to find it but otherwise just email me at drastic classics i can at gmail i can send you a price list and what we have currently perfect and we'll 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 put all that information in the show notes and everything on that scott and then uh no let us know if if you're ever doing any of those live events or anything let us know man i mean if you let us know like a day or two uh in advance we can we can let uh whether our listeners followers um you know on instagram facebook all that stuff we can let them hey you guys want to learn a little bit about plastic making and shit like that go check out scott real quick uh he'll be here no no let us know we'll definitely let people so they can tune in and, and just bug the shit out of you while you're making plastics man it's, it's got a, a life of its own. I was amazed how many people wanted to watch you make baits. Some of those videos have had 50,000 people watching. Wow. That's what I thought. How? <laughs> hey, you, you, you'd be surprised. You ever watch uh, Marling Baits? Oh, yeah. David? Yeah. 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 I, he's got a huge following. Huge. Very talented guy. Yeah. That's a unique skill that he has. Yeah. Yep. helps it helps to be yep. uh, very talented in a specific skill set that you gotta like have. i can keep up with him on the soft plastic bait side of things i can do most of that but that carving he does yeah mm-hmm. maybe you could just specialize in uh pouring plastics videos because i know a lot of his stuff is the hand carving stuff i talked to enough of you guys i know how much editing goes into that <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick to uh, the baits themselves. All right. All it's right. fun. It's still fun. It's, I mean, it's hey. you got to love what you do, right? I love yeah. making the baits. I would enjoy editing video. I know I would. <laughs> uh, it, it has its moments. I, I agree with you. It has its moments, but you know what? Um, just let, yeah, let us know. I wanna, I'm going to join in one of those videos. You let yeah. me know whenever you, you're it's, doing that. It's plastics. usually Friday or Saturday nights around okay. 8 p.m. Central if, I, if I'm doing it. Okay. Uh, once the kids are to, to bed. So works for me. Once in a while during the day on the weekend, it depends, but. Not much during the week, occasionally. So, pretty cool, yeah. pretty cool. So, uh, other than that, man, I mean, I, I, I can't wait. I'm gonna tell my wife. I'm gonna try if I can swim by up there. Uh, we're we're heading yeah. up there this weekend to Friday, Friday to Sunday or Monday. I don't know. I'll, I'll double check with the boss and then uh, I'll see if I can swim by up there. I'll let you know. Sure. Uh, but no, no, man, this has been awesome. I've been, I, I, I wanted to get 
um, just another person in the industry, you know, business mindset of, you know, where is it going type thing. So, uh, you know, uh, thank you so much for just joining us and just giving us a, at least a little bit of insight of what's kind of going on in the industry and stuff like that. So that's pretty darn cool. Uh, like I said, we're, we're going to put all your contact information in our show notes. Uh, thank you so much, Scott, for joining us here. And uh, everybody, go check go check out Fishing Kids' video uh, in regards to catching fish through the ice with, with drastic plastics down there uh and then like I say go check out my pop fishing and you know, i don't catch shit i just try I, I try try that's all i'm trying to do come man. on up i'll take you out on the boat we'll fix that there we go there we go that's what i love to hear man other than that man thank you so much scott appreciate it thanks a lot for having me guys all right thanks for coming on scott you bet